Father, we give you praise that your will be done, O God, on earth and in through us this day, in these days, as it's being done and declared in heaven. We thank you for the, pres- uh, the presence of the Holy Spirit in our hearts, in, the tr- in bringing us into the truth. We thank you for giving us eyes to see and ears to hear. We thank you for uh, correcting us, Lord God, for bringing us to the place of revelation. We thank you, Lord, for your promises that you'll never leave us or forsake us. We thank you, Lord God, for sending the angels even as uh, defenders to protect your people. We thank you for rescuing those who have been downtrodden, oppressed, uh, violated, Father God, that you bring justice and truth, Lord God, to the citizens of this country, Lord God. Even as we are citizens of heaven, we petition for our forces in heaven to bind and to loose, to help and to rescue those who are uh, in need of revelation. Lord, that you release the people from the grip of Satan, from his mesmerizing, stupefying spell. Oh God, we break that spell over this nation and over the eyes of the people of this nation, Father God, that have been brought into places of gullibility and stupidity and stupor. Father, we rebuke those spirits that cover uh, that the veils that have been put over them, Lord God, over their hearts and our, their minds, that you would remove the veils, Lord. Only you can do that. You're the one who put the veils on, and, and you're the one who can take them off. And I pray, God, that even now in these days of uh, of your coming, of your rescue, of your revelation, that none will perish, none will be lost. Those who are uh, bound and in, in, in fear, bitterness, God, that you release them now, Father God. Give us grace as we do this show, and we thank you, Lord God, that it'll be great and helpful for the people. We thank you again that you, for your wisdom, that you are the wonderful counselor. You are the truth, and the truth is what sets us free, and freedom is what we need. So freedom of speech, freedom of uh, to forgive, freedom to know who we are, to freedom to know who you are, to freedom to know what's really going on. We give you praise, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, in Psalm 83... Uh, there's a cry that comes out. He starts out, says, Do not keep silent, O God. Do not hold your peace, and do not be still, O God. There's a cry for God to Get speak, involved. <laughs> to do something. Lord, come on. Yeah, here, yeah. let's. Well, he says it three different ways. Do yeah. not keep silent. Uh, many times I think we go very in, into a place of great despair. Seems like God's not speaking. God's not here. God's not talking. We don't know what God's mm-hmm. saying. And he says, do not hold your peace. So God has held his peace, as you, we know, for a long time in judging and in declaring and in fixing, uh, dealing with the situations of earth. And he says, do not be still, O God. So those are the three things this, the psalmist is crying out. Yeah, and he said, you know, the reason I want you to do this, he says, verse 2, for behold, your enemies make a tumult, an uproar. And have we had plenty of uproar in the United States Riots, looting, burning, yeah, confusion, uh, confusion, I think. Yeah. fear, uh, and and divination. I can say divination div- because what is divination? Divination is like things are not what they appear to be, and that's been Satan's one of his favorite deceiving tricks of deceiving us has been to make things appear 
as if there's something else. And so because we're naive and, and unfamiliar with how deep and clever and the wiles of Satan, we're so unfamiliar with that, we do not discern. We need to have in this country and the people of God a new level of discerning and not so much you know, being gullible to everything that we're being shown, but to go into the Word of God and discern. So this tumult, um, this uproar has come as a result of ignorance. Ignorance, and then you have you have uh, evil leaders, governors, mayors, uh, <clears throat> even police chiefs that just stand down and just let things just roll. Mm-hmm. Well, it says they have lifted up, and those who hate you have lifted up your head, their head. I believe that this tumult, this rage, this violence is not against a human. It's not even perpetuated by humans, although, you know, the Bible says we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places. So we need to not be sucked up in trying to fix this or get justice on a human level, because this is the war between God and Satan for the souls of men. And basically, you know, it's haters of God. We're, we're in a deal in a time where there are people motivated by Satan that just purely hate God. They, they don't even, it's not even hating uh, justice or hating righteousness or hating truth, but you get behind that. And it's basically, and it says in the God. last days that there would be haters of God. That's right. And those haters of God were crafted and, and uh, uh, spawned, if you will, even from the beginning. Let's just go back for a second to Genesis and how this war began when God said to Satan, I will put war between your seed and the seed of the woman. So there was a war declared back then, and it's Satan knew that the woman would bring forth the head crusher, and so he had to crush the woman, and that's what he's done ever since, the humans that God created. And so Satan has had many, I don't know, uh, diabolical, clever plots throughout the generations, throughout the beginning, from the beginning, to stop the head crusher because he knew at that moment he was done for. And I believe what we see right now is the panic of hell that is coming. And and this taking, you see what happened in the garden real quickly. It's just so you have to go back there to understand this, get the bigger picture. That Satan supplanted, he undermined, he subverted, he 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 stole from Adam and Eve their their uh, authority, and they gave it to him. And we mm-hmm. continue to give it to him because God didn't give Satan any power or any authority at all over the earth. He gave it to Adam and Eve. And what happened is they began to fight among themselves. They began to be drawn off by Satan's lies and enticed, as we saw in the garden, as we see through the book of all the books of the Bible. And what happens is as we exchange with the devil, he keeps taking our power, taking our authority, and giving us trinkets. And so what is happening here is now we come, this whole is is not about any particular specific event here, but about a, a culmination of events that have been going on for, for generations yeah, and generations. And this is what, what we see, what you're saying, Marjorie, a culmination of events, you know, the things that, what we see manifest in human behavior Behind that, there's a whole treachery uh, backstage. Yes, a backstage operation mm-hmm. of Satan motivating, uh, exactly. trying to behind the to, scenes, trying mm-hmm. to destroy the human race. Who who is you know we've been created in the likeness and image of God. Anything he can't really get at God the way he wants to tries to get at God. He can't dethrone God, right? But he can he can attack. God's creation. And crush God's people. Crush God's people. Well, so you're right, the backstage. And, you know, the thing is, the actors on the stage, some of them are real, 
you know, some are genuine, some are truly creations of God. And we have to realize that some of these actors are bad actors. They're not even human. Uh, we know back from the parable of the wheat and the tares. We know from the various ways Satan plotted against God, even before the flood, he was creating hybrids. He was creating, uh, cross-pollinating. God said, don't cross the kinds. He was crossing animals with humans. He was humans with fallen angels. We had, that's why we had the flood, but this cross-pollination, hybridizing and cloning uh, and robotic uh, inventions, AI, all of these things are now on stage with us. And it's sometimes hard to sort out the reptilians from the real and those who serve and love God, but by their fruits you shall know them. So it should not actually be that hard to sort it out. But we have to know that some of these are, uh, you know, in the in the midst of us. They're, they look like us, but they're not of us. Jesus said um, to the Pharisees, scribes that were opposing, yeah. he says, you are of your father, the devil. That's right. The That's works right. of your father you, you will, will do. do. So you're going to act like your daddy. Yeah. Your daddy's the devil. Well, and so and see, here's the, going back. Here. Any wonder that their behavior is evil? Any wonder that mm-hmm. they come against Jesus? Well, that's because I believe God again. Going back to Genesis, gave dominion of the earth to us, and Satan has got to trick us into giving it to him, and that's the ultimate plant. So the plot. So the dominion. Uh, is not about voting machines. The dominion is about Jesus coming back to take back from Satan what Satan has tried to take from him, which was the domination of the earth through evil, through threats, through blackmail, through intimidation, uh, to steal, kill, and destroy exactly what Jesus said. And he does it through lies because Satan is the liar and the father of lies. And that's why the people are being seduced and deceived and kept silent and asleep. And, that, and, and the lies are paramount in these days. Let's look at this operation again from Psalm 83, verses 3 and 4. Mm-hmm. They have taken crafty counsel against your people. So there's, there's, a, there's a plot. And people say, oh, you're just a conspiracy theorist. Well, well there is a conspiracy. There so is a conspiracy just, from, the, from the enemy. Let's not God deny has it. a plan. Mm-hmm. Satan has a conspiracy to oppose that yeah, plan. That's right. They have taken crafty counsel against your people and consulted together against your sheltered ones. Here you go. And that uh, reminds me of Isaiah, sheltered ones, where he says in Isaiah 26, 20, very powerful verse um, given to us I, a couple of months ago. God began to drop this verse into my heart. Come, my people, enter your chambers and shut your doors behind you. Hide yourself, as it were, for a little moment until this this indignation is past. For behold, the Lord comes out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity. The earth will also disclose her blood and will no more cover her slain. This is very interesting, this last comment or statement. The earth will no will also disclose, give up, uh, reveal, ex- be exposed for the bloodshed, and not just the bloodshed on battlefields, but the bloodshed through domestic violence, the bloodshed through abortion, the, bo- the bloodshed through hu- uh, human trafficking, pedophilia, human sacrifices. That has been going on since since the beginning. Satan was always getting people to sacrifice their children in exchange for protection because he was always a bully. He was always intimidating, and people did not know that there was a, a resource in God for the most part. There was a strand of people that believed in God, but for the most part, they were brought up under paganism, and this is all they know. But now God is saying to us, until this indignation is passed, I believe we're in the days right now of indignation. Yeah, and it isn't that we just go away, hide, you know, cowardly hide, but there is a time 
where you just, you know, if uh, if there's a storm blowing over, there's a tornado yeah. coming, you go into the basement or whatever, some other, some yep. place of shelter. Mm-hmm. And you don't just stay there for three weeks. You go there for a temporary, <laughs> a temporary, temporary safety. Yes. And then you come out and, and you go about your business. And see so the damage, I guess. It, it's the time too where you know it's not the time for believers in Christ to be cowering right. and hiding and being under intimidation. Yeah, we're not advocating that by these. You know, we're advocating wisdom. Uh, I don't know. Well, there's a proverb that says they see the calamity, the the wise see it and they prepare. But it says they, they're taking crafty counsel against your people, and they are crafty, and they're inspired. The, the, the people, the actors, are, are insp- being inspired by demonic entities. And I believe now as we're ending in and coming towards the very final chapters of, of this world with revelations on deck, that the, the crafty counsel of the panicked fallen angels and the demons that work for them and the people that they have employed uh, is is uh, increasing their their wickedness their their wiles they consult together uh, to come against us but but we have God as our protector yeah in verse 4 of Psalm 83 they have said come let us cut them off from being a nation that the name of Israel may be remembered no more so we have people you know like here in the United States that are here and and cooperating in many with, ways with other nations. Basically, we're at the place now where, <clears throat> excuse me, the uh, our nation is at stake. Let some nation is tra- at stake. Yes. Cut them off from being a, a nation. nation. Isn't this interesting? That is how the that... goal. This is the goal of many of these wicked ones for our nation right now, the United States of America. Yes, and exactly. And this is Psalm eighty-three, written thousands of years ago. It is so contemporary. <laughs> It is so relevant for the day that he's even saying, they're, they're saying the same things that we're hearing said today. Come, let us cut them off from being a nation. Let us destroy the United States of America. Let us uh, annihilate them. Why? Because Satan hates us. Why? Because we have been founded, I know, on righteousness. There's been also, all, you know, when the Mayflower came over here, both God and Satan had their uh, their people, their people on that ship. Yes, there were there were the people who were from the Freemasons and the Illuminati, and there were also people that were righteous and holy. And so they planted together uh, Satan and God at the same time, doing the opposite mm-hmm. things. And this is why we have this tumult. But isn't it interesting that he's talking about a nation here? How current is the Word of God? How relevant? And in the Psalms, we find. I mean. Every day since this year began, you look into the Psalms and God will show you a relevant Psalm, I believe, because he's been doing that for us. Um, Well, look at here in verse 5, another example. For they have consulted together with one consent or one heart. There's a plan, and they form a confederacy against you. But you as God. A united Mm -hmm. front and an alliance of different groups that Mm -hmm. are determined to destroy the nation. Not only against a president, but against it's against God. That's right. It says a confederacy against you, and that you is capitalized. That means they are forming a confederacy. So the psalmist is praying, okay, God, it's not just about us. It's about you, and we are your children, and they are raising havoc and hell down here to destroy this nation that you brought forth. Now, the nation of Israel was God's the apple of his eye, basically. That was Abraham's people. That was the one. There were the ones God was going to bring forth the promise. And at this point, the promise hadn't yet come because the Psalms were written before Jesus arrived the first time. And so there was a just just hell was after the Israelites to destroy them again to destroy the coming of the head crusher. 
Yeah, and and he gives some examples here of things of the in, nations. The, in the past of nations yep. that came against Israel. Uh, verse 6, uh, the tents of Edom and the Ishmaelites, Moab and the Hagrites, uh, Jebal, Ammon, Amalek, Philistia, and the inhabitants of Tyre. Assyria also has joined with them, and they helped. They have helped the children of Lot. Okay. okay, so let's take this apart for just a second here. The tents of Edom and the Ishmaelites. Okay, for every man God has on the board, Satan has his counter player. So with Edom, that's Esau. He was the brother of Jacob. Jacob was the son of Abraham. So right there in the beginning, we see the two boys. They were actually twins. Esau hated um, Esau hated his brother Jacob, who was later named Israel. And so we have, they had an enemy. Then you come to the next generation, Isaac, who was the son of Jacob, and his brother was Ishmael. So Ishmael and Isaac were enemies. And the Ishmaelites, of course, were with the Edomites because they were uh, of the of the same blood, of the same uh, mindset. And so then we see the Hagarites, the Hagarites, Hagarites were the, she was the mother of Ishmael. So these guys are all related. And then we have Moab, Moab and Ammon. Ammon and Moab um, were the, the sons, sons of children, children of Lot. Lot's, by incest. Yeah. Through the incest. children of Lot came about through incest. So we have nations who are not legitimate. They are, their roots are in incest because when Lot was, was driven out of Sodom, as you remember, his two younger daughters went with him. The other ones didn't, his wife didn't make it. So the girls said, okay, let's make seed for our father. Let's make sure he has a generational bloodline. And so they slept with him. They made him drunk and slept with him and he didn't know it. And so these, these two nations, the Moabites and the Ammonites were, they come out of shame. They come out of illegitimacy. And so they were angry. Then you have the Philistines. That's where the giants came from. Amalek. That's the giant country, these Amalekites. Um, and that's where David had to kill Goliath. He was a Philistine and he had brothers. And then you talk about Tyre. Tyre was on the coast and Tyre was, um, they were wise people, but they were, they were worldly wise, I guess you would say. Then you have a nation far off, which is Assyria, which is hundreds of miles away. They're going to join in. So we have nations across the ocean that are coming to join to take down those. Uh, first, we have the in-house enemies. We have the brothers, we have the cousins, we have the yeah. the Hagarites, we have the we have the, the Lot was the nephew of Abraham, so they're all related, and they're all in this thing together. And then we have Assyria pay, and, and coming on to help the bad guys. So we have this this joining of forces to destroy one little nation, God's nation, Israel. In this case, I believe we're kind of an extension of Israel, um, and we have been allotted, uh, appointed by God to bring forth the gospel of Jesus Christ to the nations. And he has really blessed us, even though there's been much evil underneath and gone and gone going. And now the Lord God is bringing to light all the hidden works of darkness. And that's what we see today. So we have a lot of internal enemies and external enemies. Right. Exactly. And when people take the oath, you know, to uphold the constitution, to defend our nation mm-hmm. from, uh, Enemies within, mm-hmm. enemies without, both foreign and domestic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is what we're dealing with in our day. We have foreign enemies. We have domestic enemies. That's what Israel but we has. have to remember that our enemies are not flesh and blood, are not human beings. Yeah. Satan is using these human, human beings. beings. Yeah. But let's look behind the scenes again, mm-hmm. and it's principalities, powers, Power, spiritual wickedness, wickedness in high places, places. Yep. demonic entities yeah. that are motivating people 
to come against God to give, and to come against the people of and God. And I think one of the most important things in all of this is to not be afraid. You must, must, for your own mental health and sanity uh, and spiritual stability, go back to the Word of God. If you have neglected the Word of God, if you've not you're too busy, lost track of it, for some reason don't think it works for you, you need to pray to God and ask him to give you again a hunger for the word of God. If you don't go into that word of God, I, I can't guarantee, no one would guarantee where you're going to end up because this is a, a tumult that's bigger than us. It's like a huge, massive earthquakes. And there are going to be many, many uh, uh, natural um, catastrophes as well as political catastrophes. But go ahead. So what happens is, the psalmist here is calling on God to deal with the enemies of Israel. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he, he gives some example. Right. He says, deal with them as with Midian, the Midianites at the time of, of uh, Gideon that defeated them, as with Sisera, who had his um, uh, head, tr- you know, driven into the ground with a, you know, a tent peg. <laughs> That uh, J, what, what was her name? Javen? JL. JL, uh, yeah. JL uh, drove him in, into the ground with a ten peg and was, while he was sleeping. Uh, as with Jabin, this Canaanite king at the brook Kishon, and who perished at Endor, who became as refuse on the earth. Make that means their, basically says, the dogs ate him and. Well, yeah, they were just garbage. They weren't mm-hmm. properly buried and so forth. They make their nobles like Oreb and like Zeb. Yes, all their princes, like Zeba and Zelmana, who said, let us take for ourselves the pastures of God for a possession. So they were trying to Excuse. steal the, the flock of God, the pastures of God, the land of God, That's Israel. exactly it. So these are all examples. A lot of times you find, we find most of these in the book of Judges, which is a very depressing, violent, violent uh, time bloody, in bloody time mm-hmm. for Israel. Because but they, yet God... God did bring deliverance. The people of Israel, they sinned. There's this cycle mm-hmm. of, of, of sin, the consequences of their sin. God raises up in his mercy, raises up deliverer, the ju- a judge, yeah. who was there like their deliverer, a, a savior, not the savior, a savior, to relieve them from their enemies. They have a time where, oh, God, thank you, Lord, that you've delivered us from our enemies. And then they go back to the same old thing, the same old idolatry. Well, because I think it's the next generation, and they don't really learn um, the lessons. That maybe their fathers did, but it, it has to be passed on from one, gen- yeah, one generation to the next. And we don't history. realize, well, we do, but we don't understand that Satan is there to plot against our generations and our bloodlines and our descendants because he has crafted the most evil and invasive and pervasive um, brainwashing system through uh, media, through accusations, through witchcraft, through um, things that we don't even suspect. And it has been indoctrinating us and our children for for 10, I don't know, years, for, for years generations, for decades, for decades, yes. for sure. Um, and that's and that's because and we don't say no, we don't stop it. We have a passive agreement with what we hear, what we watch, what we listen to, and that passive agreement. Then Satan takes that as full agreement, and he begins to indoctrinate your mind and your heart. How many of us have been altered, changed, uh, uh, influenced 
by the things around us, the things we've heard, the things that are actually lies, the things that are hoaxes, the things that are not real, and yet they've been made out to be real, and they've engendered so much fear and terror that they're provoking us now to do things that are deadly and furiously against even our own bodies because we're afraid. We're so afraid we're going to die that we're actually doing things that will kill us. This is how insidious this whole thing is with um, what Satan has done to hurt us, corral us, push us into the, the, you know, in the shoots where they herd the cattle together, where they're going to take them to market and slaughter them. We've been herded into these kind of pens and bunkers because of fear, because we have not looked to the Lord for our guidance. Well, we have, we have to recognize the hatred of the Lord Mm-hmm. for these things. Yeah. Uh, in Proverbs 6, beginning with verse 16 through verse uh, Yeah, 19, listen to this. These six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven are an abomination to him. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me here. Uh, a proud look, basically a hot, haughty eyes, people that are just proud and arrogant, a lying tongue, I mean, I mean, you, you transfer, excuse me here. Okay, a lying tongue, a proud look, people yeah, who are lying, not teachable, a, a people don't I mean, repent. Think about our, you know, our politicians and our media. Lies, 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 lies. Hands that shed innocent blood. Shed the, innocent the, the, blood, the, yes. The abortion mills, the Planned Parenthood, the um, satanic sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Um, Bohemian. Uh, Bohemian Grove stuff. Mm-hmm. A heart that devises wicked plans. Mm-hmm. Look around you. Look beyond the surface. What are you seeing among men? Wicked, wicked, wicked plans, plans of mm-hmm. all kinds. Devious. Feet that are swift and running to evil. Oh, they say, let's go. Let's just, let's go Join do evil forces. Mm-hmm. Let's jump around and invade and run and loot and everything. A, a false witness who speaks lies. Mm-hmm. And one who sows discord among brethren. Okay, dis- dis- so let's review these for a division. second. This is so apropos. This is so appropriate to what we see now. That the seven, six, seven things that are an abomination to God. He hates, hates. If God can, he hates them. A proud look. People who are arrogant, haughty eyes. They refuse to be, to humble themselves. They refuse to worship God. They refuse to repent. They refuse to acknowledge that they've sinned. And these haughty, proud looks and arrogance, this spirit of witchcraft, and you can't tell me what to do, is also in the church. It is very much seeped into and corrupted many of our pulpits, many of our pastors, many of our congregations are eating poisoned food, a lying tongue. So what the, the liars listen to liars. Proverbs says liars listen to liars. So if you're listening to liars and feeling comfortable and liking what you hear and because it's a lie. Because you're a liar yourself. Because then. you have uh, agreed with deception. Mm-hmm. You pr- prefer deception over truth. Then your tongue will also be picked, uh, picking up these lies and passing them on. Hate Hands that shed innocent blood. Do we have that? Can you honestly say that we have hands? Vile, unbelievable treacherous beyond even things that we dare to even look at. They're so vile and horrible. People eating people, people killing children, people setting other people up to kill children so they can blackmail them. Hearts that devise wicked plans on their beds. In, in They covenant together. They unite together. They consent together. They're all in, align, in alliance with one another. These things God hates. 
feet that are swift to run and in, in running to evil, swift to run to, we've seen it. If you've even seen a little of what's going on there, you see this, a false witness who speaks lies. How much of that have we seen in the last uh, six, eight weeks? People who refuse to stand up for the, the truth. four years? Well, at least. Yeah, but I'm the false witnesses. They refuse to stand up for the truth. They lie to pr- protect the lie, and one the one who sows discord among brethren. That's exactly what Satan's trying to do among the bre- the brethren, the the church to sow discord to get people divided. He is his own, only strategy really is to divide and conquer. So if you're doing any one of these things or six or seven of these things that God hates, then God has to not he's he's obligated to deal with those sins and iniquities and he's he that means he's going to have to deal with you. Get off the fence, get out of the the enemy's camp, uh, repent Come clean, may the Lord's revelation and the awakening, that's what we're talking and praying for these days, is the great, not a revival, not a revival of that which is dead, but an awakening that we will come awake, come alive, and see with our eyes and hear with our ears and know in our spirits what in the world is going on so that we can stand in having done all to stand and not be swept away with the with the workers of iniquity, because there's more coming. Well, in Zephaniah one fourteen. um, the great day of the Lord is near. It is near and hastens quickly. The noise of the day of the Lord is bitter. There the mighty men shall cry out. That day is a day of wrath, a day of trouble and distress, a day of devastation and desolation, a day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness, a day of trumpet and alarm against the fortified cities and against the high towers. Mm -hmm. And I will bring distress upon men, and they shall walk like blind men, because they have sinned against the Lord. Their blood shall be poured out like dust, and their flesh like refuse. Neither their silver nor their gold shall be able to deliver them in the day of the Lord's wrath. But the whole land shall be devoured by the fire of his jealousy, for he will make speedy riddance of all those who dwell on the land. So God is the righteous judge. He is coming to judge the earth. Mm-hmm. He has he has mercy on his people. Mm-hmm. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And he knows those who are going to be repenting, and there are some that are beyond repentance. We don't know that, but, but, we he, are, does. but he does. It says, and this is the the ultimate wrath, the final wrath when God destroys, and we're talking about there, especially the the scenes in the book of Revelation. But we're so, uh, it's so coming upon us so quickly. We all think, well, that's in the future. That's you know, twenty years out or whatever. But it seems like it's ramping up, and the 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 mark of the beast and the various things are just in the wings. They're just on their. We're we're just moments from their. Uh, reveal. But the thing is, and so God says, we have, he says in verse, uh, Psalm 83, verse 13, oh my God, make them like a whirling dust, these enemies of his, like chaff before the wind. They've got no power. They, they The wind is strong. The wind will take them away. As fire burns the woods, the wood has no um, defense against the fire. As the flame sets the mountains on fire, the mountains, these big things have no recourse, no defense against what God is bringing upon us. So pursue them 
them with your tempest. So that he's saying to the psalmist, saying to God, pursue them with your tempest and frighten them with your storm. I think that word is interesting. The storm we've heard lately, the storm is upon us. The storm is here, that sort of thing. And it has many meanings, but we know that even specifically frighten them with your storm. People right now are being very frightened with the storm that is upon us. But this is a time of mercy. It's a cakewalk right now. It's a t- yeah, and it's a Compared time of mercy because God is inviting us to come back, to repent, to change our minds, to be kind to one another, to love one another, forgive one another. Let him be the judge. Release your judgments of the crimes committed against you to God and be at peace. Be available to the Lord God as one of his assets in this war. Letting him be the judge is an important thing, concept to remember. You would think, oh man, in the psalmist, in the psalms, you, you you hear many of the psalmists that are saying, you know, Lord, judge your enemies, crush the wicked, blah blah blah. And then Jesus says, uh, in Matthew five forty three, you have heard it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be the sons of your Father in heaven, for he makes his sun rise on the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your only, your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Not even the ta- even Do not even the tax collectors do so? Therefore, you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. So, we are to we are to love our enemies, but that doesn't mean that we can't uh, pray and believe. We're, we're releasing judgment to God over these because right. we we just, in a sense, we can't just sit by and let let Satan's forces. Mm-hmm. We run have to all remember. We remember. You know, truth has is is a coin. It has a heads and a tails. In the Word of God, Jesus talks about shaking the dust off your feet, not even eating with them. And then on the other side, he says, go the second mile, turn turn mm-hmm. your other, turn the other cheek. So we have two different opposite things. And here is where wisdom asks the question, what time is it now? Is it time to turn the other cheek, go the second mile, or is it time to shake the dust off and don't even eat with them? And I think Satan has used the word of God, which he is very good at, um, to bring judgment and confusion upon the people of God who do not understand the true spirit behind what God is saying. And so Satan has used love your love one another, love, love, love to promote an agenda of divisiveness. And that's against and contrary to God, because we don't understand the difference between a being and a behavior. You can love the being and hate the behavior. You don't have to judge. You discern. If there's a discernment to be made, you need to understand what God is calling you to do. We are servants of the most high God. We're not here to be the judge. We're here to turn the, the, the crimes, gather them up, and become the plaintiff, turn them over to God so that we don't get judged for judging as Satan would love to do. We have to remember we're coming into a time where haters of God hate mm-hmm. God's people. Yes. And so Second Timothy 3.12, Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. And he says, But evil men, Second Timothy 3.13, but evil men and impostors, King James says, evil men and seducers mm-hmm. will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Do we see that is in our country? Is the word of God right accurate now? or what? Is this accurately? And he says, but you, this is this is the thing here too. This is going on. 
Jesus said, don't marvel if the world hates you. Mm -hmm. If they hated me, they're going to hate you. Mm -hmm. It's it's just going to happen. And don't just say, oh, they don't like me anymore. You know, they they came against Jesus. They'll come against the people who follow him. But what he says here, too, but you... You know, here's what's going on in the world. Okay, what what are you going? You know, what we look out and what see. What are we supposed to do? What you what are you supposed to do? He says in Second Timothy three fourteen, but you, Timothy, must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing that from whom you have learned them, and that from a child from childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through the faith which is in Christ Jesus. And he talks about all. Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is we got to go to the Word. It's our direction. Go to the Word. It's our right instruction now. right now. Yeah. Don't don't just deal with the. Don't uh, think uh, you're smart enough. I'm smart enough to figure this out. We need to go with the leading of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, the opinions of men and the plots of men. Yeah. You know that's that's up and down all over the place. It's like who knows what, where, how. But all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is profitable for doctrine. That is for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped to every good work. So what we see here is two different things going on. We see Satan's war against God, and in the process he's trying to kill and destroy the followers of God. And yet then you have God instructing his followers to stand and having done all to stand, to be faithful, to follow, to believe, to complete the course. So that we will... As we go back to Psalm 83, so um, God is the one who's going to pursue them, the bad, the wicked, the devil, the, his enemies, his entourage, with his tempest and frighten them with his storm. So, and he wants, their faces will be filled with shame that they may seek your name, O Lord. We are asking that God will cause a great revival, uh, a great awakening, a great drawing of the people back to the truth. Repentance is part of that. Yes. Let um, there be a seeking of you, God, that will come into our land. And he says, let them be confounded and dismayed forever. Let them be put to shame and perish, mm-hmm. these wicked ones. Mm-hmm. Verse 18 of Psalm 83, that they may know that you, whose name alone is the Lord, are the most, are the high, most high over all the earth. This is all about God getting glory. I mean, not that God has to have glory, but God will be glorified in what he does to protect his children, to rescue his children. He, he, there's a window here of redemption. An he opportunity. Says, he says that they may seek your name, O God. You know, there are those, we said before, God knows those that are able to repent He know, and will repent, and he knows those who will not repent. But here, as for you, here's what Paul told Timothy. Uh, in Second Timothy chapter 4, beginning with verse 1 uh, through 5. I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing mm-hmm. and his kingdom. Preach the word. Yes. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and teaching. For the time will come, and we can say the time is right here, here. right now, mm-hmm. When they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, mm-hmm. and the teacher, these teachers will turn their ears away from the truth yep. and be turned aside to fables. That's what's happened. But what he said here, and this is the ex- exhortation for all of us here today, but you be watchful in all things. 
Be alert. Be awake as to what's going on in all things. Endure afflictions, right? Just get through it. Don't go down, go up, go through. Mm -hmm. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. ministry. In other words, get the word of God out. Reach people with the gospel. mm -hmm. Complete what God has called you to do and to to know that God has his part. We have our part. Our part is to obey and follow him. We're going to end with this in Psalm 121. Um, The first day of this year, that was the verse that the Lord gave me. Verse 5, the Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shield at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. There you go. He's doing his part. You're doing your part. Your part is to preach the gospel, be the evangelist. He shall preserve your soul. He shall preserve you from evil. He preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forward, even forevermore. And if he doesn't preserve us, then all the things we want to do won't happen. But we praise you, God, that you are the keeper of our souls. You are the keeper of our hearts. You are able and faithful to bring us to the place of repentance, reconciliation, and reviving us to do the work that you've created and called us to do. May we not be uh, afraid or fall short through the, but because we have the power of your Holy Spirit that indwells us, we will walk in the fullness of your life and love. And Lord, I thank you for your, the promises that you've given to us in Psalm 121, verses 7 and 8. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. Amen. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth, even forevermore. Amen. Amen and amen. Because there's a war for your soul.